and gentlemen, welcome back to Full Seam Ahead. Man, not a great game three, to say the least. Uh, if you're like us, you're probably headed to work this fine Wednesday morning. A little less than pleased at the efforts of the Astros last night in their 7-0 loss to the Phillies. Uh, the offense stunk, pitching stunk, the game stunk. What else can you say? It, it was an absolute stinker. Uh, it's up there with game one. You know, after game one, we were so defeated and it felt so shitty. Um, I don't know if this is worse. Lorenzo, I know you said it feels worse. Uh, I think game one hurts more because it was it was winnable the whole way. Uh, mm-hmm. This one was not. It was by the by the sixth inning, by the fifth inning, it was over. It was done. You could stick a fork in it, uh, and it was pretty much useless after that. But all that to say, game three is over. We're on to a new day. But we got to talk about that game three. We got to talk about that ugly loss, Lorenzo. I'm, I don't even want one word. Just. Just pour it out, bud. Just let me let me hear it. God, it was just depressing. 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 I can't even talk because it's so frustrating at this moment. Um, I've never seen Lance go through that. I've never seen that happen to him in a while. Um, just didn't have his stuff. I mean, what can you say? I mean, there has been, you know, the video showing out there that he was tipping his pitches and everything like that. I don't know if they had made an adjustment in the dugout to see what he was doing wrong. Maybe the you know, the high delivery, the where the placement of his glove was and all the other stuff. I don't know if they even caught uh, Harper calling a uh, bomb into the dugout because yeah. if you saw the obviously on the in the game broadcast and everything like that, it showed Harper calling him to the dugout to let him know what was going on. And, you know, tipping is just one of these things that's it's not called cheating. It's just that's smart baseball. I mean, that's giving you the advantage as, you know, the opposing team to try to get that starting pitcher out early, try to get some runs on the board for your team to help them win the game. And, you know, back then we did that against Glass. Now, I believe in a 2019 uh, ALDS in game five, he was tipping his pitches and everything like that. And we were able to yeah. knock him out in a crucial game. So I don't want to hear all this, you know, it's cheating. You know, obviously from back then they told us that we were cheating. No, that's that's part of the game. That that's yeah. life in baseball right there. It happens and everything like that. But um yeah, I mean he just didn't have his stuff really for any well in the fourth inning, he gave up four and runs and three hits. I thought that was, you know, still reasonable. It was good. He wasn't giving up a lot of hits. He only gave up them three. Um, you know, the three hits obviously being three home runs. Uh, obviously that one walk two to Schwarber gave that Harper home run. You know, I think he was fine, but when you don't have the offense to produce and try to help your pitcher out, give him some cushion to work with, you know, some type of comfortability and everything like that. It, it's, it's kind of hard for him to kind of dig out his hole and try to put you in a better situation to win. And, you know, obviously the offense did not do that. It was very rough to see that as well. Um, son of Dusty's little managing decisions could come into play too with the bullpen and everything like that. And, when to take out Lance McCullers Jr. But people were saying too, like, why we're starting Lance? Or, you know, why is Javier not starting game three and Lance game four? Or why is he not getting out of the second inning already? This is the same thing we said about Verlander. Verlander's your ace. That guy's going to give you everything he's got. Yeah, you got to have be... trust. You got to have exactly. trust in something. And, you know, he has, he's going to win comeback player of the year. He's going to win the Cy Young Award. 
And for you not to throw your best pitcher out there, the one that's got you into this, you know, position being in a World Series, you know, games and everything like that, it, it sucks. And, you know, McCullers loves pitching in these atmospheres. Um, obviously, in New York, he didn't look like he was sharp either, but he did get through five innings. And luckily, Jeremy Pena had helped him out. But obviously, right here, you're going against a Phillies team that, you know, this, especially the fan base not having any World Series baseball since 2009. You know, they're going to be into it. They're going to be rowdy. I mean, the first play of the game from Castellanos diving and catching that ball, robbing Altuve from a hit, got all the fans engaged and everything like that. Yeah. It, well, it's, you know, it's just and like, difficult. And, and even coming into this game, again, not to make excuses, excuses for losers, but this matchup changed. This was not the matchup we were expecting in game three. The rain on Monday, um, you know, you go from McCullers versus Syndergaard, and Syndergaard, a hitter that I mean, a pitcher that I think our hitters really could have gotten after. Um, yeah. You swap him out for Ranger Suarez, who is just on one um, in the postseason. You give Lance an extra day of rest, you know, for better or for worse. You don't know that that stuff is so fluid, it's hard to say. Um, but, I mean, the reality is, like you said, the the wind got taken out of the sails in the top of the first. You know, Castellanos makes that diving catch. Great, cool, whatever. Uh, it, then, it's it's funny, dude, Pena, like, because Pena, one, one – and Alvarez go down on, on uncompetitive ABs immediately afterward. And, like, from there, you automatically tip the, the, the um, momentum to the Phillies by retiring yeah. the top of your order – one, two, three, and bam, six, bam, bam, like just six, like that. seven pitch, and like four, five, six, seven pitches, dude, into the game. Pena, yeah. uh, Altuve, of course, you know, he's gonna swing the first pitch, and I mean, he made good contact on it. It just, you know, Castellanos made a good play, and then Pena swung the next pitch, two. I mean, two outs and with two pitches, yeah. it's not gonna help your team, and especially not gonna help your pitcher get ready for this game. And, um, you know, you would think the opposite stat line, you would think Ranger Suarez give it up, um, you know, seven earned runs, six hits and everything like that. And you would think Lance McCullers going five innings and three hit baseball. Nope. It did not work like we thought it would be. Um, tip your cap to Ranger Suarez. I just, as I was telling you all fair, I don't understand how this pitcher that we dominated in the regular season and he had some shaky starts in the offs, uh, not the off season, but in the regular season. And then coming to the World Series, I mean, he just changed. I mean, he dominated against the Braves. He did pretty well against the Padres as well. And then, you know, that one inning of pitch and uh, at Minute Maid Park, I believe, in game one, I was shocked that we saw him in that clean uh, clean inning and everything like that. And then coming into t- uh, yesterday's ball game, five innings, three hits, and, you know, not even the powerhouse hitters got them hits against, uh, against him. So, yeah, I mean, it, and- that's just baseball for you right there. And, and, I mean, we've said it a billion times that this lineup has this disappearing act. I mean, realistically, yeah, the offense wasn't, I would say, amazing in the first two games, but they put up five runs in game one and game two. You're not going to blink at that. I'll take a freaking five-game, a five-run average uh, in, in the World Series. I'll settle for that. Um, and, you you know, we, we knew going into this series that the offense is not going to give you a bunch of crooked numbers and the advantage is in the pitching. And when the pitching falls apart and the offense falls apart, you just can't get anything done. The Astros lineup, the top of the lineup has one hit, and it was Pena in the sixth inning when the game was already over. 
The other hits yeah. come from Yuli. David Hensley, who got his first uh, World Series start. Uh, and I thought he looked good. And he, he was one for three. He drew a walk um, with the good – or not a walk. But he, he had a, a he couple good strikeouts. ABs as well. Uh, Mancini got DH'd at the – pinch hit at the, at the end for whatever reason. Uh, McCormick had a hit. Maldonado had a little knock up the middle. So, I mean, you know, you take what you can get. But also, Altuve, Alvarez, Bregman, Tucker, y'all got to show up. You cannot win these games. You cannot have any chance of winning these games if those guys can't hit. And I know you mentioned it, but, I mean, really, you go to the bottom of the fourth inning. This is a 4 nothing ball game mm-hmm. in a series where the offenses have combined for average of eight runs per game. This game was not over. Lance, no. you know, had two disastrous innings, first and second, and gives up those home runs. He started putting together third and fourth, had one, two, three innings. Top of the lineup again, can't get it done. Has opportunities, uh, has opportunities. Uh, top of the fifth, um, Altuve's got runners on and and just pops up yeah. like nothing. Uh, and then you go to the bottom of the fifth, and at that point, that's where I think the managerial dis- discussion comes into play because you've seen Lance, he's rattled. Whether he's tipping, whether the Phillies have a good game plan for him, whatever excuse you want to make um, from the dugout, regardless, he has not been effective. I do not understand. And, you know, we're recording this pretty recently after the game is finished. I haven't seen the full quotes coming out of the press conference. But at that point, how do you not go to a different pitcher? There was no reason that McCullers should have gone back out there from the bottom of the fifth. In the third inning, Hunter Brown was getting warm. Hunter Brown would have been the perfect guy to bring in in that scenario. You know, the offense hasn't shown you a lot tonight. You throw a guy out there who, let's be honest, is probably toward the bottom of the pecking order to make another appearance in the World Series. So, you know, you're not going to have to worry about if if they see him a lot. You put Brown out there. You let him eat a couple innings. Hey, who knows? Maybe the offense picks up. You get a couple runs, you're back in this thing. Boom. You turn it over to your high-leverage relievers. You know what? The offense continues to lay an egg, and the Phillies tear up Hunter Brown. Boom. Then you go to Urquidy. (laughs) Leaving McCullers in, and he comes in and gives up, you know, he gets one out, gives up the hit uh, to Brendan Marsh, and then Schwarber with the absolute dagger. And, and, I mean, you know, that was pretty much it. And then even still, then Reese Hoskins has really the second dagger. Yeah. It was a bad. It was a poor decision. I don't think you can say that it completely changed the game because obviously the bats never showed any sign of life. But I just I, I don't really understand the decision making there. At the end of the yeah. day, I think yeah. I think the Astros are lucky that they got out of this game only using McCullers, Stanek, and Arkady, Um, which you know again we we shouldn't have had to use Stanek. It should have just been somebody yeah, was, like I. Yeah. I you know, you bring in Stanek yeah, no after sense. the Hoskins home run for two outs, um, and he gets two strikeouts. He's a dog. Um, <laughs> and then you turn it over to Arkiti, who was fine. I mean, they're decent. Yeah. Yeah. Three I mean, innings, one complain. hit, one walk, four strikeouts. I mean, so I guess if you want to look for a silver lining from the pitching staff, it's that Stanek and Arkiti both performed well and that we didn't have to use um, any of the other guys. But. The offense not performing means we still didn't get any more good looks at the best of the Phillies bullpen. They threw Brogdon, Gibson, Nelson, and Bilotti out there, and we couldn't hit any of them either. We got one hit off Brogdon, one hit off Gibson, and and that was it. 
which that doesn't really bode well because we haven't hit the Phillies bullpen hard in games one or game two either. Nope, we have not. It's 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 pretty bad. <laughs> it's rough, and there's a, there's plenty to despair about. Um, obviously, it, it's tough to feel good about this. Um, this loss, and I'm not saying anybody should. Uh, you do have some big questions. Jordan Alvarez is four for thirty-two since Game Two of the ALDS. That's abysmal. You can't yeah, have that. Hard. That doesn't yeah. work. Like you, I mean, he's the heart of the lineup. You've said it. And at the heart of your lineup is going four for thirty-two. You're not going to win ball games. You're not going to win the World Series. Um, Altuve showed signs of life in Games One and Games Two, and and he was he was missing tonight um, with a couple of, you know, like again that first inning, his his first flyout could have been could have dropped in, but the rest of his ABs were nothing special and um, were just as frustrating Altuve ABs that you get every now and then that seemingly have become more common. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to come up with the silver lining out of this game. Um, I don't know. What do you got? Like, what, what are your other takeaways from from a loss like this? I think it's a wake-up call to the guys, at least I would say. I feel like it should be a wake-up call because you haven't gotten being this bad in a, in a long while. Yes, game one of the World Series did hurt because we should have won that game, and, you know, it, it sucks, but you were hitting the ball. I mean, Tucker was our offense, but, I mean, still, we put five runs on the board. Yesterday's ball game, we put zero, and three of your hits were at the bottom of the lineup. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about, too, that, you know, sometimes the bottom of the order helps out the top and, you know, vice versa and everything like that. But we need, like, continuation of each player to continue doing what they've been doing. I told you um, off, you know, off the air, games one and game two, one through four was batting 588 batting average combined. Today, of course... Not what you wanted to be, you know, one for 14 with a strikeout and two walks and then and a hit, you know, being from Pena and then the walks being from a Pena and a Bregman walk. Tucker, Tucker started three for five that game one, the hottest. And we really thought, OK, well, he's getting his mojo back. Then Altuve coming in game two, getting that three for four um, stat line right there. I'm like, OK, I'm feeling pretty good, you know, going to Philly. Offense looks like it's clicking from them two guys. He went 0 for 7, you know, since game two yeah. and, um, you know, in yesterday's ball game, 0 for 7 with the walk and a strikeout. Alvarez, like you said, 4 for 32. That is just pitiful. I mean, this is like, I believe in 19 in the ALCS, he was struggling. And ALDS and ALCS, he was struggling bad. And I will never forget that at bat against uh, one of the Yankee pitchers. He just grabbed his bat and just spiked it to the floor, just splitting that bat in half and just in full frustration. Yeah. And, you know, you got to feel for him right now. Four for 32, that is, you know, that's being kind of hidden away because everybody was talking of Altuve star being over something like over for 26 or over for 23. You know, that's not good from your four hitter and not four hitter, but three hitter, but like I said, I mean, he's the guy that's going to give you all the RBIs. He's going to give you the opportunities to score. If Altuve and Pena get on, I like my chances of being 9 out of 10 that he could score one of them runs at least. 
We saw yeah. it in game two that he did that with the um, you know, all the back to back to back doubles. It's and then obviously too over there in New York in game uh four, he I mean he did that RBI too. So it, it's it's offense just got to wake up. That's the only thing that it just flat out sucks. Yes, this wasn't what we expected from Lance McCullers Jr., but at the same time, too, we don't know what's affecting him. Like we said before, the pitches, maybe. Maybe I'm not saying they can't like that's the right answer. He's probably still dealing with that bone bruise and that injury in his elbow from that champagne celebration. We don't know about that either. Of course, he's going to tell the media and everybody saying he's fine. But, you know, we don't know if he's really fine. Um, But I mean, just staying on track with the offense, a left on base for yesterday's ball game. Alvarez looking like he's continuing to roll over out uh, Altuve. Like you said, he had them uh, runners on in scoring position. He had two pitches inside. One, The first pitch was a foul ball, and then the next pitch was a foul out to first base, uh, Therese Hoskins. So it, it's it, that whole kind of thing right there was looking like he was going back to his original self, swinging at crazy stuff from that ALDS and ALCS run. Yeah. I mean, it just didn't – like the Astros just flat out didn't look like they wanted to play today either. I mean, the attitudes that you could see in the – I mean, they showed and zoomed in on some of them. Pena being one, Guriel, uh, Bregman had his head down, surprisingly, because he's always a guy that's always positive and everything like that. But, I mean, the body language didn't look there. Wild pitch on the, on Arquiti, too. Maldonado just was lazy and just wasn't able to get the ball. Swinging out of the zone, rolling over, popping up again. I mean, we're going back to that tendency of continuing to roll the ball over i wonder how many ground outs we had today because so like it was just so many of them yeah it was so bad and then you know the big i think i think we had i think against suarez we had three balls leave four balls leave the infield yeah well because i could remember tuckers and altuve's of course but and hensley oh yeah cormick that's yeah well the hits obviously but the ball being in the air to the outfield. That's the other. Yeah. And no, then, I mean, it, it was, it was as pathetic as a performance from the offense as you, as you could have asked for. And you just got a hub that can regroup. And obviously they've got Aaron Nola tomorrow. Now yeah. we tagged Aaron Nola for a lot of runs in game one, but guess what? We hit the shit out of Ranger Suarez last time we saw him in game 162. So, or 161. So I, you know, you can't know, you don't really know what to expect. But the one note, and I know this is going around on Twitter, we tweeted it too. The last time the Astros made me feel like this was last year in October, game three of the ALCS. I thought the Astros were never going to win again. Split that series at home. And one of those, a pretty devastating, you know, brutal loss. And then go up to Boston to a rabid fan base, a great atmosphere. A pitcher on the mound, someone we thought we could trust, and Jose Urquidy, and we got shelled. Urquidy got blown up. An inning and two-thirds, five hits, five runs, two walks, one strikeout, grand slam to Schwarber, two-run home run to Christian Arroyo, two-run home run to J.D. Martinez, and a solo shot to Rafi Devers. That series went two to one, and, and I didn't. I think everybody wrote, wrote the Astros off at that point. Even myself, yeah. it was hard. It was hard to believe. And then what happened? 
Well, he won. You. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, okay, was that? I was, I was trying to toss it to you. I was trying to toss nah, it. Nah, it's you. cool. It's cool. Game four. I mean, yeah, if we came back nine two. Um, before we get into that too, I wanted I looked at that too as well. Alvarez games one and game two, he went two for six. Game three, he only went one for four with the strikeout. This one gets interesting. Game four, Grinky gets on the mound. It was kind of a bull pit uh, game for that one. Stroh's kind of struggled against Pavetta, and that was kind of that one-two ball game until Altuve hit that solo shot to uh, to the Green Monster. I think it was in the eighth inning, tied yeah. the game 2-2. And then, of course, the shot hurt around the world being Jason Castro's clutch hit. And I'm pretty sure and it's going to go down Astros ALCS history. Off of uh, Nathan Uvalde, and that just changed the whole game. It went from one to two, being nine, yeah, being nine to two. So, you know, we came back and won that game. Alvarez ended that uh, ended that night with two for four with an RBI. Now we go to game five. That game right there was the Framber game. I mean, he just was light out throughout the whole, and that was probably one of the games that we didn't know what Framber were going to get. We thought, you oh, know, yeah, Framber wasn't time. pitching really great in the postseason. We're like, okay, I don't know if he's going to give us some, you know, he'll probably give up three, four earned runs. The offense is just going to have to come out support. Nah, Fram- Framber was dialed in and everything like that. So he got the win. They had great success uh, against Chris Hill. Alvarez went three for five with the home run and three RBIs. I mean, he was going crazy. And then, of course, we are, I believe, 3-2 that series. We come back to Houston. And Garcia pitched one of his best games ever, too, in his postseason Phenomenal. career. Yes, one of the best. Um, of course, they're p- pitching Nathan Uvalde. Nathan Uvalde was dominant that postseason, too. Um, and then, of course, you know, Maldonado throwing Verdugo out on that strike him out throw them out double play yeah. i mean it just changed the whole thing and then um you know we won that game five to zero and we came back to win the series to send us to the world series alvarez that game went four for four with the double a triple and an rbi so from them games you know like i said one through games one and two he went two for six games th- uh three no i won't even count three actually games four through six he went ten for 17 with a 588 batting average. He just flipped the switch like that. And that's kind of what we need right about now. Um, The positive thing I think about this team is that they could hit great phenomenal pitchers. They hit Mm -hmm. off Nestor Cortez, which like we said in the beginning of the season, he was like a Cy Young. Obviously, we know our friend Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole I think set the season um single season record for strikeouts in Yankee organization history. Um, you know, who cares? But I mean, you know, he's an ace. He's a good pitcher. They hit off of Luis Castillo. They hit off of Logan Gilbert. Robbie Ray being a former Cy Young, but I won't I'm not really gonna count him because he was he didn't even get used that much th- uh, in the postseason. So we have success against great, you know, starting pitchers. Yeah, Nola five earned runs. Wheeler five earned runs. Of course, can it repeat itself? Can it be worse? Can it be better? We don't know. The only people that could tell is the Astros hitters. Um, 
we could just say the stats and everything like that, you know, telling you the success they've had before, success after. But the bottom line is, if this Astros team does not hit the ball, then we're going to face a 3-1 deficit, either going against Zach Wheeler or Noah Syndergaard. And it probably is going to be Zach Wheeler if they're going to be 3-1 because they want to finish it at um, at the bank. So, um, I mean, just offense right now is the key. Christian Javier is going to have the good have a good game tomorrow, but I think honestly for tomorrow for us to have a great chance of even in this series again and possibly a possibility making it like a 21 ALCS all over again, we got to hit. That's the biggest yeah, thing. I I think I agree, but I think to me the so well let's go ahead and move into our preview. We got Javier Christian Javier versus Aaron Nola Javier's 1-0 with a 1.35 ERA. Nola is 2-1 with a 4.57 ERA. Um, my big thing, my the thing I, I'm looking for the most, signing Christian Javier to pitch his ass off. And he has been great. In his last, like, seven yes. starts, he's given up, I think, two earned runs. You know, he gave up that solo shot in the ALDS in a relief appearance, but throw that out. Doesn't count. That was Mickey made anyway. Um, <laughs> this Phillies team is hot. They yeah. are they are fastball hitters. They can hit the shit out of them. Christian Javier is a fly ball pitcher. They have a bunch of mashing lefties in their lineup. He's got to be on his best stuff, and Dusty has got to be quick with the hook to go get him if things if 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 shit starts going south. I for some reason I believe in the offense. I I think they've seen Nola. You know he took a perfect game against them into the seventh. Three weeks ago, a month ago. They're not gonna let that happen again. They they touched him up. Obviously, Tucker had the big night against him in game one. He's pitching on four days rest. Um, I I think he's very gettable. I just need to see the pitching staff lock down. Because I mean, realistically, that was our that was our biggest strength coming into this game and yeah. into this series. And the pitching really has not been great. Obviously, Verlander, you know, melts down. We give up some runs late in game two. McCullers, oof. Um, but if who would have thought? Can, who would have thought? If if Javier can lock down here and hold them, I think we got a chance to win today. And this is like you mentioned. This is a must-win game. This is absolutely a must-win because you don't want to give the Phillies a chance to go for the jugular three. I mean, being down three-one in general is you know the odds are stacked Difficult. against you. But yeah. I mean, if you can if you can tie this series tomorrow. Here's the map. Here's the vision. If you want something to go feel good about today, win tonight. Tie this series 2-2. Game five, the Phillies are going to probably have a bullpen game, and right now their plan is to throw Noah Syndergaard. We are going to eat Noah Syndergaard alive. I as 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 you know, inconsistent as the offense has been, we're going to eat him in game five. Justin Verlander will be on the on the mound for Game Five. I've mentioned on previous episodes some of his best outings this season have come immediately after his worst outings. I have full faith and confidence that in a Game yeah. Five situation that he's going to pitch his ass off and be lights out. I, I truly believe it, and especially as much as Astros Twitter has and really media has shit on him for the last what five days. I there's nothing I'm more sure of than Justin Verlander having an incredible game five. 
You take care of business there. You're going back to Houston up 3-2. You just need one at home. And I think that that blueprint's there. I think it's possible, but you got to win today. And that starts with limiting the runs in Javier. And, of course, the offense needs to get going. Um, we saw Nolan game one. He went four and a third, six hits, five runs, five earned runs. And you got to get him because they're going to be bringing the best of their bullpen in game four as well. And they, you may not be able to scratch out any late runs. So you got to hit him fast and hit him early. Yeah, I mean, um, too, you know, even speaking about, you know, bullpens and pitching and everything like that, if Javier could continue to dominate like he's been doing, like you've said, and especially getting the two key hitters out without giving a home run to either Kyle Schwarber or uh, Bryce Harper, and, you know, I was looking yeah. at the stats. I felt like Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber hit us today. I mean, yesterday's game. Kyle Schwarber only had one hit, obviously being the home run. Uh, Bryce Harper as well only had one hit, being that two-run homer. So we've we've really had success against them, too, these past three games. Honestly, we have. If you don't give yeah. up them home runs and if there were just loud singles, this game would be different right now. I mean, we, I mean, yesterday's game would have been a different outcome. And, you know, looking at the stat right now, they went three for 15 with three hits being three home runs from Schwarber, Hoskins, and Harper being five RBIs. And that's what I said, you know, being the key to this series, get one through four out of that lineup because the bottom half, you know, from Castellanos down is really nothing. They are really not really offensively good. We have better hitters and better than all of them. Mancini, not Mancini, um, Guriel, Tucker, of course, um, Hensley. Hensley got the hit. We said, is somebody going to get a hit in that seven hole for a change? And sure enough, David Hensley's first at bat, first major league at bat in the World Series gets a hit. So it, I think it's very possible they could do that against Schwarber and Harper because, you know, Harper is going to be a good. Of course, he hasn't been the hottest hitter right now. I believe he has four total hits in the World Series because he had two in game one and he only had one, I believe, in game two. It's possible. It's possible. But like you said, too, I mean, Christian Javier has to be on his A game. He's been doing it for a while. Um, I mean, he's pitched in Yankee Stadium, a hostile environment. You best believe tomorrow in Philadelphia, I believe it's going to be sunny out. Well, not sunny, but obviously, you know, a cool clean sky and everything like that, no rain being involved, you know they're going to be into it too because if Tay, if Tay win today, it goes 3-1, and I'm telling you, they're going to throw Zach Wheeler. They're going to throw him even if he has to be like on four days rest. Yeah. So it, it's it's possible. It is very possible, like you said. Just take it one if thing off, at a time, win today. Exactly, exactly. It, it and win it's, Win today, and I think that the the narrative really changes because I think the Phillies start to run out of I run out, run out of good options. Um, I and I think get it home, just get it home. Plain and simple, get it home. Um, and, and then forget and, and about like that. You know, forget about that home field. Like you know, the home field team hasn't won on their field since the twenty thirteen Boston Red Sox. You know, fuck that. We could change that shit this year. But it starts by today's game, obviously. And yeah. like you said, we have seen Syndergaard with the Anaheim Angels and everything like that. 
and we knock him out. You're going against Zach Wheeler at home, which we did pretty damn good. And then if, you know, Philly wins by, you know, hopefully not, and we have to go to a game seven, that's the revenge game for Lance McCullers Jr. to get back on that mound. And obviously we're going to see Ranger Suarez again and hopefully attack him. So one game at a time, though. Where we're predicting here, we're just looking at the possible outcomes of what could happen and everything like that. But for sure, it's a muscle-win game today. Uh, and I, I would time. say one thing, just don't engage in loser talk. Don't go, we mentioned this episode, don't go making excuses. It's it's a waste of time to start, you know, oh, the Phillies are cheating, man. That's the same shit that they did after game two, right? We talked about how ridiculous it was. That, oh, Framber, you know, substances. Like, it's it's loser talk. Leave it to the losers. You don't have to be blindly optimistic and ignore the faults of this team, but also the blueprint's still there. This team won 106 games. We won 20 more games than the Phillies did in the regular season. Mm-hmm. The Astros are a better team, and I still believe that. That doesn't mean they're going to win, but that means to me that they're not just going to go out without a fight. There's still fight left in this team. There's still a great chance of bringing this World Series back to Houston. Um, yeah. I, I think it's still there. Uh, we asked you guys well, for a temperature check. We, t- we tweeted this out last night. I got a couple of replies here. Uh, Lisa Sanchez said, we, we said, on a scale of one to seven, what is your confidence that the Astros can still win the World Series? Lisa Sanchez said two because of Dusty, not the Phillies. I mean mm. – I think, I think two, game he's had two calls. He's had game one and game three, I say. Yeah, and, and the first seven games of the postseason, he was phenomenal. He made every right decision. Exactly. Uh and and really I don't think the decision to 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 leave JV in, I don't think that was as egregious as everyone made it out to be. You know, like we talked about in game one, like it's not that he was really pitching terrible. You, you know, he makes that he turns that double play and it's a completely different ball game, but regardless. Uh James Ness just says two. Two out of seven. Uh, Chris Haneke says five. Realistically, they weren't winning three in a row in this Philly environment. Offense needs to make Nola work. These guys can figure it out, but Javier needs to keep pace and give them a chance. Win tomorrow, and you're in way better shape than Philly for the final three games. This dude listened to the podcast. He are, he was he's been sitting here listening to us. Uh, yeah, the whole last fifteen three, minutes. Three three wins ain't gonna be possible. We gotta at least shut down getting one. I mean, it's yeah. a good Philly team, but. It's possible if they could beat us in our own environment and ruin our streak at home, we could go over there at Philly. So yeah, for possible. sure. Uh, our genius for says beyond seven, this ugly loss shouldn't deflate our confidence in our guys. I'm with you, bro. Keep it up. Keep the positivity. Yeah. And our boy exactly. G Watt said four. It's mild. That's medium. I think I'm at about a five. I, I still think this is a very winnable series and you got to consider too. Here, here's the thing. Uh, I know, uh, Kush was on Twitter and he said, "This is the nut game. Yeah, this is the nut game. Phillies just busted their nut in this game. They're out. They might be out. You know, that may be all they got. That's what happened to the Red Sox. They had that yeah. big twelve inning game or twelve run game 12 with run game. six runs in the second inning, and their offense went by went nine nine. And hey, it could happen. It could happen. Um, yeah. Where are you sitting at? Scale of one to seven. Where are you sit? I said five two. You know if." We win tomorrow. If we win today, it's a brand new series, and I like our, you know, even though JV's stat line is dog shit in the World Series, that shit's gonna come to an end sometime, and it's a great time to do it in Game Five, going against Noah Syndergaard as your opponent, 
pitching on the other side when you have one of the yeah. best offenses in the American League, maybe in Major League Baseball as well this season. So you, you got a great chance of bringing this shit back home and winning it in front of your home crowd that's been wanting to see that since, you know, 2017, obviously, but it didn't happen. Better place in Dodger Stadium. Um, but five, yeah, I'm going with the five on that. I think it's possible. Just like we said, it's just one game at a time. Hopefully the offense wakes up today and, and um, you know, Javier Cruz's that fastball slider command is just going to be very important for him. So, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see how it goes tonight with Javier on the mound versus Aaron Nola. It's going to be a good game. Uh, it could be very intense. Wear something different. Whatever you wore yesterday, put it in the fucking laundry pile and don't touch it <laughs> until next weekend. Like you gotta, you just gotta wait. And I, I got my Altuve jersey on, and it's my fault, guys. I did not realize until after the game, before we recorded, we were talking about it. I wore this for game one, and I wore something different for game two. I fucked up. I'll be wearing something different for the game today. I promise you. I promise y'all. Um, we'll get it done. But you know, last night sucked. Let's call it what it is. It was embarrassing. Seven and zero shutout loss. Yeah, real quick. Home too. run derby. Real quick, I wanted to mention too. We didn't even talk about their the stat at home. I mean, they're scoring seven runs at home, an average of seven runs, two ninety six batting average, and twelve home runs. And yesterday they did seven runs, batting three eighteen as a team, and five home runs. That shit's gonna just lose out some way somehow. And today is probably one of the perfect days because they haven't seen a good pitcher in Javier that has that fastball and slider command, like I've said. And you know, if he could do it against one of the best hitters and Judge. You know, obviously going to wear the AO MVP crown to, uh, this year. And John Carlos Stan, too, that's one of the monstrous guys on the field that hits home runs for a living. It's it's very doable. But take care today, and it, there'll be a different series. Yeah, and, you know, of course, as always, we'll be here with you guys to recap uh, Game 4. Desperately hoping that we're recapping an Astros victory and talking about uh, taking a series lead in Game 5. But either way, we will be here tomorrow. You know where to find us. Uh, go shows. Let's go win, baby. Yeah, see you guys.